Hi, it's Taylor. Quickly jumping in before the episode starts to let you know that we've changed our name and are now Sisters Assemble. You can find our updated social handles in the show notes. Enjoy the show! Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Let's Talk Marvel Fan Theories podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Katie, and we're two sisters and borderline obsessed Marvel fans who have been following the Marvel Cinematic Universe closely for years. And now we want to share our MCU discussions with you. We chat about our own predictions and theories, plus some of our favorites from online, and our reactions to all of the Marvel content that's considered MCU canon, including the Disney Plus shows and the movies, as well as the Marvel news you need to know. All right, guys, the first two episodes of the new Hawkeye series are here, they are out, and we are going to be discussing them today. Katie, give me your impressions of the first episode. We'll go one by one just to make things a little easier. Um, well, my very first thought was, especially with the ending of it, and I don't want to, like, jump around, but especially with the ending of it, I was happy that they learned from the Falcon and the Winter Soldier to give us two episodes at once. Yeah. Because I thought... I love the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I am biased towards it. But regardless, I hated that they... Most of the episode was based off of, okay, Bucky's doing his thing. Sam's doing his thing. And then by the second episode, we're like, oh, here we go. Here's the, what we, like, you know, signed up for with the content. So I'm really glad that they they decided to do the two episodes at once. Because I think had they given us just the one, I think it would have been the same thing that we felt with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It was like, okay. <laughs> Looking good, but, like, what's happening, you know? So, I like it so far. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that, and I said this to you, Katie, while we were watching it, because we actually got to watch content together, which was exciting. Which, like, never happens anymore. Go holidays. (laughs) I was, like, so, immediately it got me from the get-go with the beginning. I mean, when it said 2012, I knew what to expect. Oh, yeah. And I was, like, oh, my God, but, like, just the way they did it and the way, you know, the, how they connected Kate to it. Like, I think we talked about in the predictions, mm-hmm. you know, talking about Kate probably being in New York during that time. So, yeah, yes, we got one. <laughs> but I don't think I, any of us really expected her to have dealt with such a, a loss at such a young age like that as a direct result of the of Loki's attack on New York. So that was really interesting. I really enjoyed it. I loved how it tied directly into a scene that we all have seen a million times in Avengers. From a very different angle. Yeah, and how, like, they literally brought that scene in, but, like, from her perspective, which was so cool, I said to Katie immediately, I was like, this is my favorite opening of any of the shows that have happened so far. It just blew all the others. I mean, I liked the others, but this one, I know a lot of people hype up the Falcon the Winter Soldier one with... Sam doing all of his cool stuff in the Falcon suit and that, like, whole fight scene. But to me, this was even better. It was just, like, so in-universe and, and immediately characterizes Kate and gives you the context that you need on who she is in order to go into the rest of the story. Well, and I really liked it because I liked that we're seeing a different angle of 2012. Because mm-hmm. something I think they started, they, and I think they did this well with the first Spider-Man, where they're showing okay, well, the Avengers packed up and left and now left everyone here to deal with the mess that they had. And granted, okay, did was anyone else qualified to fight aliens? No. Not really. But <laughs> it, it's a true thing, and unfortunately that's something that we see throughout all of the Avengers movies, is it's like, same with, like, look what happened to Sokovia, and, you know, like, the Avengers come, they fight, they leave. And so I, I really like that we were seeing that in the first Spider-Man, and I like that we saw that here. From, but not even so much that as we're seeing the actual battle from more than 
just a couple, like, I think we see a little bit from, like, that one waitress we see in the Avengers, a little bit from her point of view, but it's not the same way as, like, we're, we're still involved with the Avengers during that time. Well, I think this really let you sit there and be like, you know, people's lives were destroyed. I mean, Kate lost her father, and yeah. I genuinely think had she not seen Hawkeye save her life and then be, like, fighting in the process, I genuinely think, and I thought this immediately as soon as I saw it, that would have been the perfect villain story. Oh, yeah. She had could have she, gone either way. Yeah, had yeah. she not genuinely seen Hawkeye save her life and see him, I don't think she would have become a hero. I think she would have become a villain because of it. Because it was the Avengers battle and they couldn't save her father. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, villains have had dumber reasons to be villains. Well, and to... Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, and to be fair, I, I mean... I think there's always that fine line a hero tends to walk on whether when they're deciding to be that hero. I mean, even look at Wanda. Wanda's a great example. She walked the fine line, now she's walking it again. Yeah. So I think that, that as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, that, that could have really been bad. Like, that could have been a perfect villain story right there. But Hawkeye is the reason. And I want to give that shout-out because, you know what, I'm finally ready for Hawkeye to have his moment because yeah. I feel like he's so underplayed. But I love that it's kind of a running gag in the show, and this is a moment from episode two, where they're, like, superhero, and then she's like, but you're so understated. Like, yeah. you're so, like, like your whole thing is that, like, you don't make a big hoopla. And, like, it's so funny because, like, that that so is Hawkeye, yeah. but it's also the fans' perception of Hawkeye, like, as someone watching the show. He's just kind of chilling. He's yeah. there. Like, he's helping, but he's there. Like, he's not the big three, you know, he's not Hulk who's just smashing everything. Even he's not Black the Widow. only woman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's characterized as the only woman. Like, yeah, he always was just kind of, like, hanging out. Like, I'm really good with a bow and arrow, and, like, not to minimize him, but, like, that's kind of how people view him. And, like, to your point, like, I'm excited that now we get to see him and, like, see the way he actually impacts people. Yeah. But I also, like, at the same time, like, people recognize him. Yeah. Like, I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, so people don't just ignore him. Like, the fact that he got the free dinner at the restaurant, the fact that the guy who he took the Ronin suit from, they know who he is. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, yeah. at least he gets some sort of recognition. For he can't sure. just, like, be completely anonymous. Yeah, and, and I like that. And that's why I just like seeing it played out. And I, I think it's interesting because... As we're talking about the other Avengers, I think we need to talk about Rogers the Musical. Oh my god, I was... There's a lot happening in that, and I have to say I understand it's about Steve, but I also, knowing, and I'm sure it's common knowledge that Black Widow passed. Yeah. I think it's slightly, in its own, disrespectful to a different legacy by trying, you know? Like, I also think it's low-key disrespectful towards Steve, because, like, he would be like, what is happening? Especially because he was of, a yeah. He, yeah. Because that's all he felt that he... We just... Hold on. We just had a conversation silently. We had, a, we had like, a mental conversation that but you, like, as listeners, were not privy to. But, I'm sorry. But in the whole first Avenger where he feels like he's a circus monkey because he's just there to put on shows. So I also think the musical in itself is, like, disrespectful to his legacy, yeah. but also disrespectful to Nat's. So I had a kind of Iron Man's because, like, he also, at the end of the day, was the one who literally saved the world. So I'm a and little confused. And I love how that little line, they're like, and Tony's gonna go something with a nuke. I was like, Tony was wrecked from the nuke. Yeah, I was like, can we talk about the PTSD that came yeah. from that? And or... then they're like, and then we're gonna go eat shawarma. And I was like, oh my god. Yeah, I was like, what is happening here? Also, why was Ant-Man there? Which is something even Clinton points out. He's like, he wasn't even there. Like, I know, I know. I also just, like... Speaking of Nat, I was, 
I was very moved by his reaction to seeing yeah. her and the way that, like, he reacted. To, I mean, the actors I mean, even actually his, look like her. Well, and even his kids were, yeah. like, uh, well aware of what was. Yeah. Like, his daughter especially was very attuned to his feelings and emotions in that moment. Um, and I think she is in general, but I, like, in that moment especially. And at one point, and I don't know if it was there or if it was later when she goes out to him or what, but she brings up, she's like, you know, we all loved her, but you were her best friend. And, like... Yeah. That's hard, you know? And so I just... I was... I even... <laughs> Taylor can, can attest to this. I was sitting there, and at one point when it starts to go silent while he's watching the show, I was like, they're going to show the scene. She said, please don't show the scene. Because I was expecting them to show Endgame. And, like, the scene where he, he lets go... Well, I guess he doesn't really... She, like, pushes off and lets go of him. And I was like, no, 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 no. We can't do that tonight. Like, that's not where we're in. Well, that's not what I was trying to do this Wednesday night, you know? Like, Yeah. But speaking of the silence, that was how they kind of subtly introduced the hearing loss. Well, also- and they pointed out eventually. Kate points it out, and I love that. Oh, I'm going to give a disclaimer. We were going to try to go episode by episode. I think it's a little hard to do that when both of them came out back to back. Yeah, we kind of watched um, them together, Which, which most yeah. of, I'm assuming, everyone else was doing as well, since that was kind of the point of them coming out back to back. Um, So they might blend a little bit. We're going to try to go in order of how we see but them. There but there will be pieces of one and two and two and yeah. one. Yeah, because to be fair, I don't fully remember some of the things that happened in the first or the second. Like, yeah. I but Kate even points it out then as well about the hearing aid. And I love the montage of him just getting whipped. Blowing things up. Like, was that, what was that one on the island that he was blowing up? I couldn't figure it out either. Okay. I was, I th- was thinking of the prison, but I was like. No, the raft is in the middle of the ocean. That's what I thought. That's why I was a little confuzzled on that one. Because I was like, I recognize all these other scenes, but I'm not remembering that one at all. Yeah. I was trying to think. I don't know. No, I don't either. Unless it's is it, technically Sokovia? I was, yeah, I was going to say, like, Age of Ultron. Maybe? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't I didn't recognize it. I, I would have to watch it again, and I still probably won't recognize it. Yeah, it was it. the only one I couldn't immediately place. Yeah. But regardless, and that's just a callback to Clint actually being deaf in the comics, which is something they never touched on prior to this, so I'm Glad with that. I'm also really glad because now that we have Makari as well, I think that's amazing representation. And the fact that Nate, this is the second episode reference again, His but, son, yeah. Uh, Nathaniel, Nathaniel Pietro. Pietro. Uses sign language to tell his dad he loves him. I was like, all right, cool. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, that's great. what I mean. And I mean, I- I'm sure those of you who have been anywhere after Eternals on social media have seen that Lauren was talking about um, Makari, the actress who plays Makari, was talking about how the how she's seen that there's been more I guess there's been shown I don't even know how to say this that there's been like more like searches, more searches on, about yeah, yeah like learning on, yeah language. learning sign language and stuff and as she's talking about how that that's because that's why representation matters so much so I think seeing it yet again with another comic book accurate character who is literally deaf in the ca- comics is like very important. I also like, too, that they didn't just, like, randomly make him deaf, but they actually gave us the explanation. Like, it wasn't just fan service saying, like, oh, now he's deaf because that's how he is in the comics and we yeah. didn't do this before. It was, like, as a direct result of all the other times you've seen him kick butt or get his butt kicked, like, now yeah. he has well, physical ramifications and that's being deaf. And I, and I like that they went out of their way to point it out because yeah. he even was like, I need to put you on this side. She was like, why? Are you, like, protecting me or something? He's like, no, I can't hear you. <laughs> like, yeah. So... I, I thought that was, like, really important to have directly pointed it out as well. 
But I think we need to skip to the most important thing that came out of both the episodes, which would be Echo. Yeah, agreed. So obviously, I think we might have touched on this in the predictions episode, but Echo is the adopted daughter of Kingpin. Because um, he kills her real father. <laughs> yeah, so that, but here's a great example of a way that Kate could have gone wrong. Yeah. yeah. In the same sense. So I, I think Two that's. Two similar, very, it's also like so much of circumstance, right? Like not only did she see Hawkeye, but she had a mother who loved her who was able to raise her yeah. the right way. Whereas Echo was raised, I mean, I don't know if this is going to be true in the show, but in the comics, she was raised by one of the ro- most ruthless greedy and just straight up disgusting men yeah. <laughs> that exists yeah. so I mean, and i mean to be fair yes kate's mom loves her but i said multiple times i was like her mom kind of sucks as being a mom like she is not any kind of tuned into her daughter's real emotions at all yeah. but that could be a different conversation i'm excited i will say i was hoping it was yelena yeah. But uh, Taylor said it to me as we watched it. She's like, she won't be in here this early. And I was like, I know, but one can hope. It's only two. It's yeah, only two. Uh, but I, one can hope. But I think it's also important to point out that the, what is it, the sweatsuit? The oh, yeah, what do they call it? The sweatsuit mafia, mafia? or something? Yeah. So Russian va- Russian accents. Yeah. So there is the tie there. There are, so... But I think it's important that Echo's here because I think this is something, well, I know we pointed out in the predictions episode, and it was also brought up on the blog post, Kingpin is around the corner. We now yeah. have his adopted daughter. So she's kind of, I would assume, one, one well, two steps away from him. If you ask me, who runs the black market? So taking it all the way back to episode one, because we've kind of given up on our whole episode one, episode two. <laughs> it's hard to do that, um, especially when one's an intro episode. Mantra, but taking it all the way back to where Kate first dons the Ronin suit. Mm-hmm. At the secret auction, I could see a kingpin being behind that. Yeah. Who has the resources to go up to Avengers, what's left of the Avengers compound, which is like a whole thing of it in and of itself. That was kind of sick. I was me. like, oh my. I was like, leave it to the rich to be doing that. <laughs> but anyway, so he has the resources to go up to the compound, get the things that are valuable, and then make the money off the rich. Like that to me is screams kingpin. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's him, and I do know there is, okay, I believe, if I remember correctly from my research, there is some, at some point in their relationship, Echo does find out that he killed her father. So there is some tension, so I actually wouldn't be surprised if she's almost running, like, a counter group towards him, because she's clearly got the sweatsuit mafia, so, like, if she's trying to steal from him, like... She learned from him, but she's not going to work for him. And that and could be possible. that could be very interesting considering she's now going to have her own show. Yeah. And I can't see them keeping her under his belt that whole time. Oh, he's if, got bigger and better things, namely Spider-Man. Well, but, <laughs> yeah. But I, if they want to move her forward, I can't see them keeping her necessarily on the wrong side for too long. Right. So I think she's going to be really interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if Valentina pops up sometime soon. She's definitely got a hand in this. But to where Echo's going to be, uh, TBD kind of idea. Uh, Obviously, she's the boss running at least the operation with Hawkeye and Kate. And so what does she want from them? That's kind of a great question because there's actually no proof that he is Ronan. And they don't know. They like, I was tell. surprised about that. Yeah. Actually, I assumed that the world knew that Hawk that Ronan was Hawkeye. I thought so too. 
I don't know. Alter ego, I guess. Yeah, from when, you know, the time during the blip. So I was actually kind of taken aback by that. I was a little surprised, yeah. Um, But I also think having people not know makes it easier. Like, it it solves a lot of what would be difficult plot issues if people did know. So I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And to be fair, I mean, the whole point was that he was going after the underground crime, so it's not like people... Yeah, they want to know who he is, but it's not like he's a criminal. Everyone, well, like, technically, yes, yeah. but also he's doing what any person would want them to do and be like, oh, you're cleaning up the streets, essentially. Yeah. So, I, I like, I mean, even the way that the news reporter was talking about him, like, he was, like, clearly, like, there was he, no he, negative he connotation. He says, like, he was wreaking havoc on New York's criminal underground. Yeah. And not, like, he hurt people, because I don't think Clint was out there, like, hurting random people. Like, no, he knew who he was after. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I thought that was pretty interesting. But as we talk about that, let's bring up what we're really kind of dancing around, which is they're talking about the watch, the guys who who yeah. are blowing up the, the black market auction thing, and they want to get the watch. When we see the watch, my first thing was that it's one of the watches from the Avengers that they wear to go back in time. Yeah, I mean, it's the only thing that makes sense. There's no other prominent wrist adornment if you will that i can think of well in and all we, of marvel we know because all, all the only thing i could think of was when they all put their hands in the middle and they essentially make almost the arc reactor through with their wrists yeah that's uh, immediately because I, I was like when they first said the watch and they said it was coming from the avengers compound i was like i mean Did tony have nanotech in a watch well, not even that i just was like well tony wore a lot of watches but i was like why would they be going after like yeah i guess they're probably expensive watches to a degree but i also was like out of all the things in the Avengers compound, why would they be going after a watch of all things? Yeah, like, like you can go steal that from, like, a, a nice high-end watch yeah. store. Yeah, or, or yeah. Yeah. So I just was like, okay. And then when they showed it, even in that very brief moment, to me it looked like one of the arc reactors. And that's the only thing of enough power that could make someone go after, like, that kind of Now here's like my that. question, though. Why? Why do they need to be going about... I mean, I'm sure those work just the same way as that you can go forward in time just as much as you can go backwards in time. So why are they trying to mess with time? I mean, it's such a... You have so much power. You can literally go back and change anything, or you could go forward and find out what's going to happen. Can I make you angry? What about the TVA? (laughs) (laughs) They're dismantled. Are they? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Because... But we don't know where Loki falls in all this. Sorry. Yeah, but we do know that this is after the multiverse because we do know that Loki. I'm gonna come at you here real quick. <laughs> um, we do know that Loki happens before Spider Man. Okay. And since Hawkeye, which we, we're gonna have to talk about this at length because we talked about this in the predictions and then they threw us for a loop. Yeah. Hawkeye happens in 2025, which is after Spider Man. Yeah. So we know this is after Loki. Well, now let's just talk about it while we're kind of here. What the heck? Why are they... We were almost caught up. And I'm also confused on the time jump itself because I get it. Hawkeye's trying to kind of do retirement part two and is kind of moving on, living life with his family. But in... Now, granted, we have only seen... Pretty much everything we've seen in Phase 4 has been 2023. Yes. So, my follow-up thought is, where has Hawkeye been in... All of this. Because he doesn't strike me and never has the, as being the kind of person who can sit back when things... I mean, even Civil War. He knew Cap needed him. So, like, I'm a little intrigued because I'm like, okay, even with everything we know in Phase 4 so far, there's still two years 
of unknown things so far that may have happened, including an entire multiverse. Yes, but I do think there's a there's something different about Clint now. I think he's so much more reluctant to get involved. I think he feels a special personal responsibility for the Ronin suit because that's something he's incredibly ashamed of and you can see that. That's yeah. why he won't tell Kate it's his because he's ashamed. So he feels a, per- a personal responsibility to get that suit away and deal with all that, get Kate in the clear and be done. But I think there's also this underlying sense that he does not want to be there and he does not want to be involved because he just wants to be with his family because they were gone for five years. So yeah, maybe pre-blip and pre-snap, he would have, he had trouble sitting out. But I think now Clint's just tired and he just wants to be with his family. Which is fair. I just think it's kind of interesting that there's been now a two-year time jump and I'm, I would love to know why. Yeah. Because that's weird to me and that makes me wonder if we're seeing the effects of the multiverse for a lot longer than we think I, we're going to. I think to. we, yeah. I think the fact that they said this in 2025 means it takes at least 18 months to fix what Spider-Man and Doctor Strange broke. Well, because think about it. Even Doctor Strange of, Doctor Strange of Madness, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness isn't now coming out until early May. That's almost six months after No Way Home. And then the movie after that, immediately after that, is Thor, which... Just because the multiverse is a mess does not mean that's necessarily affecting that. Because once again, and I know we brought this up in a podcast before, that's a mess. I don't understand the whole space plus multiverse plus that's a whole thing. But I don't see that or I don't see them bringing that into Thor. I don't either. So that Because there's already so much going on there. There's like a passing of the mantle. There's probably going to be some kind of love triangle. I mean, it's literally called Love and Thunder. There's... Gore the God Butcher. I mean, like, there's just, like, a lot yeah, happening. Yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking. And then, on top of that, supposedly, we're sp- after that, supposedly getting Black Panther 2, which is already... The Black Panther franchise was already reeling after Chadwick's death. Now, it's still reeling because of Letitia and the issues they're having with her. So, I think, like, if you really look back... And, granted, the first Black Panther was far removed from what we saw as the Avengers. So, the lineup after this, after Multiverse of Madness, even does not necessarily need to be affected by yeah. a multiverse. Yeah. They're they're very... I wouldn't say Thor up until this point was necessarily... Let me, let me rephrase. Thor was not an insular franchise until after the Dark World. Then, because of Ragnarok, it pretty much was doing its own thing while everybody right. else was kicking each other's butts in Civil War. Literally. After that... They had like, a fight and Hulk threw something at Thor. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, really. that was pretty much what was happening. And the Avengers were fighting. Hulk booty. Like, that was yeah. pretty much, The like, Avengers were fighting and Hulk was acting like an overgrown child and Thor was reprimanding him like the older sibling. <laughs> like... Yeah. So, basically, because of Ragnarok, like, Thor has become a very insular in the sense that, like, it is not necessarily affected by the larger MCU. He's like the Guardians now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he himself is affected, yes, because he's obviously a part of the larger Avengers, but, like, his franchise, not so much. I mean, yes, there's no more Asgard, so there's, like, there's that. But that also happened in Ragnarok, so, you know, whatever. Yeah. But Black Panther's kind of the same way. Like, yes... Black Panther and Chadwick's character T'Challa were, was affected by Civil War and, and those, you know, his interaction with the Avengers. And you had Bucky there, of course. 
But at the same time, they were dealing with their own issues of succession after the past. Well, now they're going to be dealing with it again. Right. Without it being planned, but. Yeah. So, like, there's, there's a lot of, like, internal turmoil, not within the franchises and, like, within, you know, what's going on off screen, but, like, on screen, there's a lot of internal turmoil. So they don't necessarily need to be affected by the larger universe. So now we're talking even more time where the multiverse may or may not be open. And, like, I just. Well, and. To me, Hawkeye being set two years later also confirms that the multiverse is closed in two years. Yes. So anything we're going to see of the multiverse, and I hate that everything comes about, uh, like, it's the multiverse. Well, yeah, it's not like WandaVision when we <laughs> we were wrong about everything being the multiverse. To be fair, I still think she opened it. I think they they all opened it. I think they all happened to be playing around with it at the right time, yeah. and they all opened it. But I think that, that Hawkeye, especially being in New York, which I think is an important point to make. And I think this sets up that the next Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah, because they he's in New York doing uh, playing around with the underground crime. And they also mentioned the selling of Tony's building. Yeah. Which I firm I don't believe it's Oscorp. I believe it's the Baxter building and that's how they're going to bring in the Fantastic 4, but if it was Oscorp though, what could be interesting? Morbius and I don't bring the main to confuse everyone. But Morbius shows aspects, we were even just talking about this the other day, yeah. of all three of them. Well, if the multiverse has been open for two years, who's to say Oscorp didn't move in eventually? That's very possible. Let's go back to Hawkeye. <laughs> well, this was, this was an all-around still about Hawkeye in the sense of, we can pretty much, co- it seems that we can confirm the multiverse will be closed in two years. Yes. And that was the reason, partially for this time jump, so that Marvel has the leeway in the next two years of the MCU, technically, because we are not caught up to the MCU. We are two years behind, and now, according to Hawkeye, we are four years behind. Yeah. Um, but it gives the MCU essentially two years to play around with the multiverse and whatever they wish to bring about from it. If we only see it in the multiverse of madness, whatever. If we don't, like, we don't really know. I don't, and like, No Way Home picks up essentially right after Far From Home. So, like, there's that. We don't really have much confirmation on where Doctor Strange is in the, like, his second film. Um, we don't have much confirmation on that. So, Hawkeye is important for telling us. It's a good gauge for what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And it also means that it's, it's nice to be able to see some boots on the ground people after what I'm sure we're about to see is, like, chaotic. I actually was so refreshed by the, I don't want to say low stakes to, like, minimize what's happening. But just by the fact that, like, the world is exploding. Yeah. Like, it's I like the mafia. Like, oh my god, this is just so easy to follow. <laughs> I mean, we just, we just free, I know, WandaVision, like, I loved it, but oh my god. Loki, I Oh, mean, Loki, <sighs> we don't utter that show name here. Okay, I loved Loki. <laughs> I love Loki. I don't love Loki. <laughs> I didn't um, mind it. <laughs> oh, that's a lie. I, um, it, you know, it's it's got the the rose colored glasses have been put on. I was frustrated at the time, but now I've I've grown. The to, show itself is bad. You just like because of Tom Hiddleston. So just admit it to yourself and it's move forward. It's not bad. Move forward. It has merit. <laughs> there are just forward. some parts I did not agree with. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Either way, now I lost my train of thought, and I had a good thought. That was <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> But regardless, it's I, I, it's very to the point, and I like it. I like that it's also not the weirdest thing. Like, sometimes, I mean, not saying that the whole Super Soldier idea wasn't, I got it, but also it's just like, 
no doubt about it, made enemies because he was going after the underground, and so now Kate logical. just brought them all out. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, I, this is not some kind of logic leap. Like, this, like, one domino fell, and now I'm seeing the rest of them fall. Yeah, and, like, exactly. It's so clear. And we're not traveling around the world. We're not, like, all over the place. Like, we're in New York. They're doing, like, Kate's, like, still partially trying to live her normal life. Nobody has magical powers. Like, yeah, well, every, Echo, but. Everyone's doing their own thing. Well, she's right now a bad guy, so, like, that's kind of, I could get that kind yeah. of thing. All our heroes are normal. Like, yeah. But let's bring up, let's talk about Jack. I, okay, this is another Sus aspect. at the very beginning. Yes. This is and another, he's a J name. This is another aspect that I really like, though. I kind of like that in its essence, it's almost a murder mystery. Yeah. And I, like, was thinking about it when he pulled out the, what is it, a caramel? The candy. Mm-hmm. So you the, know, like, butterscotches yeah, or you know he was at. It's not Arlo. His cousins. No, his uncle. He, his you uncle. Know he was at his <laughs> uncle's house or apartment because Kate like was like, oh my god, he even branded the butterscotch. Yeah. So like you know he was there, but like that was the moment I was like, oh, so this is kind of a murder mystery. I, I love this. I think Jack is too obvious of an of an answer. I, I oh, that's he could my... be the red herring. I just love that like. Part of what's going on is we're trying to figure out who murdered the uncle. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he hired someone necessarily or, and, or he's connected to Kingpin or just the underground in general. I mean, he clearly to a degree is. I mean, he was a part of the whole black market like thing, but that's just what rich people do when you have that amount of money. <laughs> so, I mean, someone bought the freaking, what was it? Like a dinosaur, like skull, skull or something? For like 2.7 million. Yeah, exactly. That's just like what rich people do. Um, I wouldn't know, but from what I've seen, um, in movies and stuff, it's what I've always assumed. And like Gossip Girl. Um, <laughs> but my point being, regardless, I wouldn't be surprised if he did set someone up to do it, but I don't think it's him. I think it's too obvious as a, of a person. He's sus as all heck. Oh, he's so. I read a book about being a stepfather. But uh -huh. I, see, I kind of was like, okay, but I kind of like that. <laughs> like, I was like, at least you're trying. But, but like, you know he's doing it, like, the most smarmy yeah. way possible. Like, yeah. he's literally just doing it to impress the mom. He doesn't care whether or not this actually makes Kate feel more comfortable. Okay, but to be fair, her mom doesn't care what no, makes Kate feel more I comfortable. Know. So, it's really almost not his fault when he's watching his soon-to-be wife treat her daughter the way... And, like, she completely disregards how Kate feels about pretty much everything. Yeah. And I have to say, like, not that I know a lot of rich people in my life, but <laughs> as from what I've seen of Kate's character, like, even when her mom was saying about the whole, like... Young people are reckless and rich people are reckless, and you've happened to be both your entire life. And I kind of was like, okay, she's reckless, but, like, she's not, like, reckless in the way I've ever seen yeah, rich like, people Yeah, like, rich act. people disregard, like... Especially it, younger... Yeah, like, disregarding, like, not only their own lives, but other people's lives. Yeah. And, like, that that's not how Kate... Kate seems like she has a sense of responsibility. And, like, I she's think, reckless, but, like, to do the right thing. Yeah, I think Kate could have gone the wrong way had... 2012 not happened yeah i and think it set her straight yeah i think that was between losing her father and just seeing being an actual her herself being a part of the alien invasion i think that that is what was a wake-up call for her regardless i mean she was what maybe 10 yeah like, wait mean, she's 22 in 2025 so subtract 13 14 13 <laughs> um so track 13 i'm letting taylor do this <laughs> she was nine okay so i was i, I was right I, I said 10 and maybe it her birthday I, who knows when her birthday was. it was weird because i thought that she said she, they, she was five when her dad died and i was like one she didn't look like a five-year-old and two 
the math doesn't work out. And then I was like, maybe I'm just like, maybe I just misheard because I'm really hoping that Marvel didn't screw up their math like Homecoming. No, again. no, no. You must have misheard because I don't remember. Oh no, Hawkeye made a made like a joke about her being like five or something like that because she's so young. No, I know, but he, when she when she was she was like I've been doing it since I was. Oh, she said she was doing martial arts since she was five. Yeah, and I was like. But you didn't seem into that until your dad no, died. No, she was always doing martial arts. Her parents probably put her in it. I mean, she's a rich okay. kid. That doesn't, I, I mean, she fences, too. Right. That's I, not just, I guess I just, I assumed that when she took up the bow, she took up all of it. Like. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, from my understanding, the bow was the biggest thing she took up post her father, but she stuck with everything else. Yeah, that's something else you and I were talking about during the show. Yeah, and I want to point this out as our um, resident martial artist here. I was a little frustrated because I was like, this girl's out here supposedly winning, like, championships for being a martial artist, but she, like, wasn't putting up a very successful fight, in my opinion. She didn't seem to know how to hold her body, which is strange because that's the biggest... Like, it's one thing to be unsure of your opponent, obviously, but, like, she didn't seem to know how to hold her body, which I thought was weird for someone that is, like, a champion martial artist. Yeah. I even pointed that out to you. I was like, I did martial arts for three months when I was, like, 14. Okay, well, some of us did it for, like, 12 I'm saying, years. I'm saying even as someone who has, like, literally no, like, little to no knowledge, yeah. I could see that, like... It well, wasn't quite right. I thought it was a little strange just be- I mean, don't get me wrong, she did have plenty of fine, like, good moves, but I just thought it was a little strange as someone who, like, especially if she's been doing it since she was five, like, you learn very quickly, like, not only how to hold your own body, but at that age, you're able to learn an opponent a lot quicker. Yeah. Because you've been essentially assessing people since you were so young that, like, it was strange, and also those are the kind of guys, like, those are brute guys, you know they're just gonna swing at you, they probably got no brain in their head, kind of, because, like, that's what those kind yeah, of, Yeah, they're like, henchmen, Yeah, exactly. So I just thought, I don't know, I thought it was a little weird, and you did point it out, and I was like, no, I was thinking it too, because I was like, why, are you, like, how are you gonna make, like, a whole thing about her being such a good martial artist when she didn't seem to be doing so hot at all? And granted, you're gonna have hits and stuff, but, like, I don't know. I expected her to put out a better showing, I yeah. think. Than she did. Yeah. Because it, it feels like when she lost the element of surprise, she, like, was really struggling. Yeah. And some of her moves were cool. Like, she did that thing where she, like, totally knocked that guy out with the wine bottle where she stepped on it and totally Well, she did the, the Black Widow move on accident. Yeah. Which we both pointed out. Um, the, the head, like, I don't even neck thing the, throw. <laughs> the head between the leg thing. Neck that, throw thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I was thinking about that as well. I think she is an interesting character. I love her, like, oh, my God, you're Hawkeye. Like, <laughs> and then and then she, he's, like, trying to get her to figure out where she lives. And she's, like, just down there. Like, <laughs> like she just whispers to him and her, and she's, like, there was a body. <laughs> yeah. Like, or when she's going up the stairs to change, she's, like, oh, my God, it's Hawkeye. <laughs> it's, like, oh, my God. Because she's, like, every single one of us, if we ever see any of them, we're, like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. I really, like, I mean, I know a lot of people were really praising, people who got to screen it early were really praising her take on the character, and I see why now. Yeah, like, she's, she's funny. She's really good, and I like her immediately. Well, and this is something I pointed out even in the predictions blog, was that I was, like, I think while Hawkeye gets clearly annoyed with her, he takes a liking to her, and it's because she's the same way he is. Yeah. And, like, they both have that, like, sarcastic, one-off comment kind of thing, like, and I like it. And I and I like 
that that's the successor we're going to see of Hawkeye as well, because I think it's very fitting, because I think we need to have that kind of person. I'm not saying that no one else is that way, because I mean... Yelena. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. And I hope these two are going to be the bestest of friends. Oh my God. <laughs> like, yes. I hope they try to kill each other at first, and then they become the bestest of friends. But she needs a little more training from Hawkeye, though, to hold her own against Yelena. Because oh, Elena, she would not hold her own against Yelena. At this stage, Yelena no. would take her out in two seconds. Yeah, no, she would definitely not. But then again, that's also because of Yelena. But that's another point. Like, I get Yelena's been trained in, a, in the Red Room, but she also was trained since, since essentially the age of five in forms of uh, clearly other forms as well. Like, she wasn't just trained in martial arts. She was trained in, like, you know, killing people and, like, everything else. So I'm like, maybe not that much more training martial art wise if you really think about it so i'm like what the heck yeah like i was not impressed by her first fight scene no she definitely needs some work but hawkeye doesn't tend to fight that that's true he's not really hand-to-hand he's but even when he is he tends to be able to hold his own quite a bit oh i mean he's gone head-to-head against natasha how many times yeah so are we still friends (laughs) um (laughs) depends on how hard you hit me (laughs) yeah and then wanda takes her out because he was pulling her punches (laughs) i was like oh Oh my god also and i was i forgot about that one i was thinking immediately of the one in avengers where she just like smacks him over the head he's like how'd you get me out she's like i hit you over the head (laughs) yeah no 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 i was thinking when wanda just takes nat out and she's just like you were pulling your punches (laughs) and i was like oh god and then of course the very faded battle on vormir yeah well, and here's what I want to now bring up, because I did bring up Wanda. Does this mean that he did maybe talk to Wanda? It's two years later. Depends on what the heck happened to Wanda after Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. I hope she's okay. <laughs> but I really like it. I think what we're going to see, I mean, clearly we know they escape because <laughs> we've seen the trailers. I, I mean, obviously we're going to see Elena. If we don't see Elena in the show, I'm going to be shocked. I and mean, I can't imagine, how would, how would they even, that's, yeah, and, on, and what I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and what I don't like is that I, and granted, I know Valentina's kind of using Yelena, and I, but I just don't like that she kind of is almost being made to be the bad guy again. Yeah, they're, like, widowing her again. Yeah, because she literally, I mean, granted, they're trying, less, well, she's doing it of her own volition. Well, but to be fair, yeah, she doesn't have the full story, and that's why I, I and you know what, I said something earlier, and I'm, I might backtrack, I said about, they know Black Widow's dead. Yes, I think they know she's dead, I don't know if they the world know how. knows how, yeah. And I want to backtrack on that now that I think about it, because I even wrote on the blog that with the time jump, and the rumor that ha- went around since that I would say Black Widow was that Yelena was snapped. I think that would make a lot of sense that that's why she never, after for seven years, never looked for her sister. I can't think that happened. I, I'm sure Nat looked for her as soon as the snap happened, knew she was snapped. I'm sure Yelena came back after the blip, was looking for her sister, and, and eventually found her resting place. Yeah. So, or Valentina found it for her. Or it's an empty... Well, yeah, I don't but think it's still they brought be, her body. Well, back no, yeah, but it's still going to be her grave, right? I mean, it's it's I I see it as like a place where Yelena put down a marker to remember her sister because she knows Natasha's mother was in an unmarked grave, so this right. was the way of giving her a fate better than her mother's. Yeah, but either way, that's kind of my thought process of it. So I'm assuming Yelena's in with the group with Echo. No, I think she's completely because I don't think Valentine. I think we're talking. Unless who's hiring Valentina? I guess that's what I'm. I I mean, to be fair, Valentina is creating essentially a well. I was gonna say essentially a Dark Avengers. Well, <laughs> that would be what they're called. 
slash Thunderbolts, but I would say, like, she's still technically creating the good guys. It depends on who their leader is. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I don't think... mm, I hate that I'm saying this. (laughs) I know where you're going, and I just can't hear you defend him. I know, I know. What (laughs) even is his name? I don't even know. I just know it's vocab. I just can't see him... Being, I think he has the red on his ledger, but I think Bucky and Sam knocked him a new one, and I think he had his redemption arc in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I think Yelena's working on her redemption arc. I well, she kind of has had hers in Black Widow, but I think she, they're they're two good examples of ones we know we're gonna see who are still in the process of being good. I can't see either of them continuing to be bad people. I think the reason that they're Thunderbolts and or Dark Avengers is solely because they've already done bad things in their past, but they're trying to come out of it. And to be fair, I mean, all of our Avengers could essentially be called Dark Avengers, too. They've all have red in their ledger. Okay, but did you take notice that when Valentina showed Yelena the picture of Hawkeye, Mm -hmm. it wasn't Hawkeye. It was Ronan. So whoever wants to take him out wants Ronan gone. Well, that's interesting because this entire show so far has been about the Ronan suit. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying though. Like, so that's why I'm like wondering if Valentina's boss well, isn't necessarily the most. Here's the only thing I gotta say. Here's the only thing I gotta say is they never knew who Ronan was. I know, but. How did she have a perfect crystal clear picture of him? I mean, all I can say is who... (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how to verbalize what I'm thinking because my thoughts are moving so quickly. But I guess my thought process is this person who is Valentina's boss, who has a grudge against Ronan, might not... (laughs) I mean, that's my guess. But might not want to take the heat of killing an Avenger, but might want to kill Ronan. So perhaps he knows Hawkeye's true identity as doubling as Ronan. Well, they clearly do if he was in the Ronan suit. Right. So he knows, but he doesn't necessarily want everyone else to know. So it gives him a leg up in finding Ronan and killing Ronan because he got him now. Right? Yeah. It's also possible that that photo didn't come to light until much later because you have to think, I'm thinking that that end credit scene is not long before this show. Oh, I'm assuming as well. Especially right, so, considering Valentina essentially gave it to Yelena as a mission. So it's not why, like she's going to be like, let me wait two years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're not going to sit on it for two years. So I'm just wondering if now, finally, they have this photo. They know who he is. But they don't want to take the heat of killing an Avenger. They'd rather just say, I killed Ronan. Because now, that gives them also power in the underworld because they took out the underworld's biggest threat. The only guy paying attention to what they're doing. I mean, fair, but my point still being is that's why I think Elaine is a part of the same... Like, Valentina is, I think, a part... I mean, I don't think she takes full orders all the time. I think she's got her own little side hustle... But she's intertwined. I would bet it's half for a deal. You know, like, what if, what if freaking Kingbin, theoretically saying that's him, but I'm gonna assume it is, finally got a hold of, got Abomination out of LA, or not LA, San Francisco. Okay. Okay, here's your barter. You take out Ronan, I give you him. So she's essentially assembling a team of mercenaries to make her money and get what she wants. Well, she wants her team. I don't think she necessarily directly works for him. I He's think just there's the a buyer, if you yeah. Will. I think that she's in that circle, and I think she's running around making the deal she needs to make. I I want the explanation of how Yelena got involved. Yeah, 
because Yolanda, sweetie, like we kind of just got out of some things here. But that's my thought process. So that's why Hawkeye's blowing open one side of it. And I think when Elena comes in, we're going to see the other side of more of the Valentina connection. Also, this means the U.S. agent's been running around for two years. Yeah. So, wouldn't that be an interesting cameo? That would be a very interesting oh, I, cameo. Oh, I straight up said that in the predictions that I could see him cameoing, and you were like, I don't think so. I don't remember this at all. Like, okay, well, it's definitely lie. on film, so give our... <laughs> give not our, even a lie. <laughs> give our little episode a listen, because it's out there. Not even a lie. I don't even remember you saying that. I think he could be, maybe you said it, I don't, no, I don't remember you saying it. <laughs> it sounds like a very, like, I came up with this no, thought. You're wrong, you're just repeating um, my prediction. really don't week. remember that. Um, <laughs> but, I don't know, that's kind of my thought process. And I mean, the first two episodes of, I think, any of the shows, you're kind of still sitting there a little bit like, hmm, what's going on? Kind I think the, these have been my favorite too. Like, I think this has been the strongest start of any of the four that we've I'm not obviously counting what if because of the different medium. So of the four live action we've seen, this has been the far, strongest start, I think. If we're going off a start, I might agree. But um, I, I'm anxious to see where we're at when we go to ending because we also said Loki was one of the strongest starts out of the three that existed at the time and that horrendously went downhill. So I'm hoping we don't follow in Loki's tracks here. I'm sure there's not going to be any self-cest, so I think we'll be fine. Um, <laughs> but I, I do think it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think the bigger scenes are going to be coming, obviously, soon. I like that we're showcasing more of Hawkeye's abilities. I like that he is the unwanting mentor because, I mean, Kate's even like, he didn't even teach me anything yet. Like, I've only learned that, like, this one thing. Like, she's clearly taking this as her opportunity. She's ready. And I know, I, I think we're going to see it throughout the series. And I say throughout it, like, there's not only four episodes. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm like, but as we come about the next four weeks, I think we're going to see him becoming a lot more of a wanting mentor. And he wants to teach her because I think he right now is being guided by, I want this suit gone because this is a piece of my past. But I think he also needs to learn to accept that piece. And along with that, I think that's going to help him accept Kate as his like and also accept what happened to natasha yeah and realize it's not his fault yeah well and i think there's a lot of aspects of kate that also embody natasha she calls him out and i and natasha always was just like uh clinton (laughs) like so i think and you know that could be partially why he has a bit of a like soft spot for yeah but at the same time is holding her at arm's length because i think he can't in his own brain afford to bring especially a kid into this i thought it was interesting we actually learned her age because i think that has always been something up in the air for all the avengers i mean except for peter parker who strangely we all knew he was 15 (laughs) and has continued to be like now 17 (laughs) okay but Uh, he was snapped that's fair also they're the same age. They're roughly the same age, though. He's if he's seventeen in No Way Home, mm. he's not. So he's nineteen. He'd be and 19 she's twenty-two. Or 20, yeah. So they're actually much closer than we think. Well, and I'd be kind of interested to know. Like, I feel like Marvel needs to start kind of just being like, "Here's who blipped," or "Here's who snapped," who here's who didn't. Because I'd also be kind of interested to know if Kate snapped. Yeah, I think it's. Interesting. I don't think she did. Because she's 22, and with the age. And if we saw her in 2012, I don't think she lost five years. Yeah, you're right. That lines up. It would line up if she had aged naturally, normally. Yeah. yeah. Which means that 
Peter would be exactly her age had he aged normally. But he didn't. He lost five years. Because if he was like 15, 16 when he snapped, that's 20 roughly plus two years. He'd be 22, 23. But he didn't because he snapped. Interesting. Yeah. I also think you saying that about the snap and the blip made me realize Kate does not reference it at all. No. Hawkeye does, but for her, Kate, so Hawkeye is one of Hawkeye's defining moments is, of course, the snap and the blip because yeah. of his family. Yeah. But for Kate, it all goes back to 2012. Yeah. And I well, think that's so interesting because all we've heard, everything since, for obvious reasons, everything since Endgame has been snap this, blip that, snap this, blip that. But now we're seeing a character who was majorly affected by something pre-snap, pre-blip, like, yeah, that happened. The, the snap of the blip, yeah, that happened. But what really mattered to me was when the Chitari came and Loki came in 2012. Well, and I think it's also interesting you bring that up because I. It also proves that Kate was not as affected by it. She yeah. was clearly not snapped. Her mother was clearly not snapped. And that's the biggest crux of her life. So, if anything, it almost sounds like her mom almost capitalized on with a security business, almost capitalized on the fact that this all happened. So, I also think it's interesting, though, you know, who else is in, like, security? Isn't, I mean, like, the, like, Pim, yeah, like, Pim Tech, like, yeah, that's technology, but, like, it's also, like, kind of security with the way Darren was running things. I just think it's interesting we've got yet another kind of techie Well, and that's interesting you say in that, because if they're bringing up the watches, so I, I think that, because those work off of the that tech, unless they find a way for it not to. Who's to say well, that they don't? Well, because I even said to you... It does. It's useless unless you have a pin particle. To be fair, Ant Man and the Wasp are still around. Making yeah, and Quantum probably already took place because they use them all the time. But I'm saying, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, place. but they use them all the time on a black market. You don't think that there's pin particles? Yeah. So I think it's interesting, and I think that's going to be the biggest catalyst. And I think it's very interesting how small it was. It was almost barely even referenced. It was blown out after the rest of it because they attacked her at her apartment. Like, we see all this other stuff happening. The watch is forgotten. We're worrying about this murder. But they totally want you to forget it happened. Yeah. They they put it there because it's going to be important later, but they want you to forget. Well, and that's what I, I... I'm intrigued to see what the point of it is. Because, granted, to your point, like, oh, you can see what happens in the future. You see what happens in the past. Yes. But there's a deeper purpose to it. You know, like, they're, they're not doing it just to be like, oh, no. And whether or not they're Wait. keeping it or selling it. <laughs> you know who hired them to get it? Echo. You know whose dad was murdered? Echo. Echoes, if she Right knows. there you have, even, so say she doesn't know. What if this is the moment Kingpin loses his daughter? Or she does already know, but she's playing the perfect daughter as she tries to get it. Or, yeah, or she just tries to stop it. Yeah. And goes back and finds out, oh my god, the man who raised me is the one who killed my dad. Yeah. It's interesting. So that's like a whole other layer I just put together. I'm so excited that that popped into my brain. <laughs> yes! That's true, because, yeah. I mean... So I think it's gonna happen. I well, think they're gonna be successful. Let's, well, hold on. Let's time out, though. Where's the watch? The dog had it. It was in the apartment. Was it? Well, the dog had it. Unless he dropped it somewhere. See, I... The dog grabbed it out of the bag. Maybe he ate it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that that's going to hurt so bad with all that pizza he's been eating. Like, that's going to be a painful bathroom break. I love how the only thing she feeds that dog is pizza. <laughs> she 
she's like, he likes pizza? He gets pizza. I don't know. <laughs> but my point being is the only other place that I would have thought it to be after that fact, unless the dog or she got it from the dog and has it on her and took it to her aunt's apartment, was her apartment, which is clearly a mess because they were attacked her there. But they also attacked her. Like, I'm wondering, did she get it from the dog and was it in her bag and they attacked her? Well, that's what I mean. I don't know if it was in the bag or if she left it in the apartment. I don't know what happened because he didn't tell it. He literally was like, just leave everything go when the apartment was burning. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, the watch is MIA, but the watch is going to be important. And I think, I think my prediction is she's going to go back in time. I think this is when she finds out that Kingpin killed her father. She being Echo. So, But think about what Kate would do with that kind of power. She doesn't know what it does yet. But Hawkeye? The second he looks at it, he's going to know exactly what that is. He's going to want to go back and save Nat. No, he won't. He knows they can't. He went through Endgame. He's, a, he's mentally aware. Ugh. He's not... He, and he's always been the one who acts the smartest. He's not Steve. So... Or Tony, for that matter. But Steve... But he's not going okay, to. Because they even... Because think about it. Even Hulk was like, we have the time stone. Why aren't we going back to get her? And they all knew that they couldn't. Yeah. Okay, forget I said that. But Kate, Kate could go back and save her dad. She she is in my brain too much of already becoming a hero that it it, it that's that moment of temptation that I'm sure the villain would I'm be like, I'm not saying she's hey. going to do it. No, 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 but that's my that's her moment of temptation, I'll bet you is they're like this is what this could do. Yeah. And I think it's going to put a wedge between her and Hawkeye because to your point, he understands that you can't go mess with time. And all of that because he's done it. And so, like, he's been there, done it, whatever. Lost his best friend doing it. So it's he's going to say, you can't do this, but that's going to be the temptation. That's why I brought it up. Like, the temptation for her to go back and save her dad is going to be the exact same thing that Echo's trying to do. They will have the same, in that moment, they will and have I the same goal. And I brought up their similarities, yeah. so. So well, it's going to be, again, that differentiator between the hero and the villain because the villain's going to go through with it and the hero won't. That's fair. And I think, okay, so this is slightly now off onto the last tangent I want to talk on. The Ronin suit, as soon as he put it in the locker, I was like, you idiot. Why? Yelena's going to get it. Ooh, I like. Because here's my thoughts. She probably has her eyes on him. She knows better. As a widow, she knows better than to just jump the gun. I'm sure she watched him She's put it had in the locker. She's surveillance for probably oh, yeah. weeks or months. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, look at what Nat did even with the the guy who ran the Red Room. In order to supposedly, quote-unquote, kill him, and then she didn't, but she was watching him. Yeah. So, I'm sure she's been watching him, watched him put it in the locker, picked the lock. It's not that hard. It was like a regular locker lock. Like, I've I've seen kids in my high school do it. I've seen kids in my middle school do it. Like, it's really not that, when when I was in both of those, not that I'm in (laughs) both of them consecutively. I'm in neither of them, actually. At the time, I did see kids do it, and so I'm sure she's going to take it. What what better way to get him to come to her on her terms is to, for her to be seen out in the Ronin suit. Or even just letting him know she has it because she knows he wants it. Yeah. He wants it gone. Yeah. Well, and Better it's- yet, since Kate doesn't know his connection to the suit, that's how he gets outed to Kate. Yeah. It outed in the sense that, like, that's how the Ronin identity becomes... She understands that, the, that Hawkeye was right. Well, and here's why I think Valentina's working separately. Yelena wants him. She doesn't want the, all the mafias and mobs and everyone else to have him. So if she starts running around as, in the Ronin suit, or at least being 
enough out there that they see it while they have Hawkeye and Kate in custody, quote unquote custody, because they're not like police, but you know what I mean? Well, it's not Hawkeye and it's not Kate. Yeah. And that's how she gets, well, I'm not saying that, like, that it, but then they're like, well, what the heck? Yeah. They probably escape. He goes after her. She wants him. That's her mission. Yeah. Not for the mobs and the mafias to get a hold no, of him. No, it's, it's a blood debt. She owes him. Yeah. Or he owes her. I don't know how that works. Who owes who? Yeah, but it's a blood debt. To her, and what her knowledge is, is she lost her brother to his hand. Or her, 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 <laughs> her sister to his hands. Yeah. So that's my first, that was my first thought as soon as he put it in the locker. I was like, you're an idiot. Well, I knew it was going to get stolen, but I like the idea of it being Yelena. She's going to come out from the... Because we're going to prominently see Echo be the big, the first big villain. Well, right, because there's always the, the, the misdirect. Yeah. And then we know Yelena's coming, so I wouldn't be surprised if that's where she comes in. Yeah. And I firmly believe the, la- the last villain they'll reveal, and it won't even be a full reveal as a hint of Kingpin. Well, and I We're going to find out at the end... That he was the one who was pulling all the strings. Well, and I even said that all the way, like, in the blog post. I said, I don't think we're going to see him in the actual series. I don't think we might even see him in the end credit. I think we might get the smallest hint, and that's what we have to go off of. I could, I could, okay, in my mind's eye, this is what I'm picturing for the, the reveal. It's Echo revealing to him that she knows he killed her father and you just see, like, the side of Dionofros, the guy from Law and Order. I cannot say his last name to save my life. The guy who played Hawk, um, I know. Kingpin in Daredevil. You just see, like, the side, like, you just see his profile or the side of his face. But it's so, Kingpin has such a iconic profile because he's such a large man with the bald head. Like, you see someone like that, you know it's Kingpin. Like, yeah. You know? So I could see them just, like, almost profiling him, like, you know, with the lighting or something like that, so that you know it's him, and you, with knowing Echo's history, you know that's who she's talking to. Like, I could see that being, like, one of the last scenes of the show, and then you're like, oh, crap, like, he's here. I don't know, I, I don't even think we'll get that much, to be honest. I think that, that, because, that, here's the thing, if they're bringing him in from Daredevil, they're confirming Daredevil, because they're going to. So I don't think they're fully going to but bring I him in yet. But I think that's a reboot. But I don't, regardless, I don't think they're going to fully bring him in yet. I think it's going to be the smallest hint. Whether At the same time, though, Kate, he's primarily a Spider-Man villain. And so he was brought into Daredevil because they didn't have the rights to Spider-Man at the time. So that's, so they were able to bring in an iconic villain with, I mean, he does have ties to Daredevil, of course. But he, they were able to bring in an iconic villain without necessarily bringing in his most recognizable arch enemy no i know i'm just saying i'm just saying the mcu might take it on that they're not as connected as they were in that show because the rights that the movies have that the shows do not here's my only thing though is people are not going to be very happy if they don't bring back when they do decide to bring back daredevil if it's not the version that everyone already has seen so i think confirming this same it's like when we saw J. Jonah Jameson, you knew. Yeah. You knew. Yeah, I guess... He has just, played J. I, Jonah every single time you knew. I struggle, though, because they're trying... Which I want an explanation on, by the way, Marvel. I, <laughs> I guess my thing is, like, I'm struggling because they're trying so hard to sweep the other shows under the rug. Like, even Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., 
I mean, everybody likes to forget about the Inhumans because it was such an epic disaster to the point where they're not even going near Inhuman storylines anymore, which really sucks because the Inhumans are actually very cool, and so I wish that they would just do them correctly, but they're sweeping that under the rug. Captain Carter, they're sweeping under the rug. They're All sweeping of- Captain Carter under the rug because they screwed or up both Peggy. Agent Peg- Carter. Well, yeah. I knew who you meant. Yeah. And then because they messed up both Peggy and Steve's character arcs in one move, in, in a five-second scene. And they, like- <laughs> even, even though, like, the Netflix ones, like, yeah, I'm struggling because they're they're moved so far away from them. Like they're kind of like those existed because we couldn't do any because we didn't have Disney Plus. You know, like yeah. that's you know. So I just I I, really, I don't know though because the there's been the rumors that but Daredevil's a, coming back. Yes, in but it's been a room. It's been a re. Every time I've seen Charlie Cox come back, the rumor is that it's a reboot, not a you know, continuation, not a multiverse. Yeah, nothing. but I just don't it's see them bringing back the full characters without bringing back... Regardless, it's still going to be... A, a, as soon as you bring in the same kingpin that you saw in Daredevil, you're going to... That's what I'm saying. Right. I just think he's going to be have more ties to Spider-Man than he does Oh, Daredevil I agree, but it, also if we do see Daredevil in Spider-Man, there you go. Right. There's your trifecta. Yeah. Has kingpin always been around? Or is he part of the multiverse? Did he come from a different timeline? And is just hanging out now because the multiverse closed. I think because that show's not canon. It, it's just that he's always been operating underground, but he's never been on an Avengers radar before. Yeah, I mean, either way, it's like uh, it, it's something you got to think about now. Yeah, you got to think about a lot of characters who are coming in. Were they a part of this, or were they, you know? Do you think he works with the power broker? I've been thinking about it. I wouldn't be surprised. They're like they essentially all, the same. They all run into some sort of circle. Yeah. Yeah. Screw Sharon. Anyway. Oh my god, Sharon. <laughs> but I think those are my thoughts. Yeah, I really think we got them all. We went on a couple tangents, but I feel like despite being boots on the ground, Hawkeye is opening up a lot yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Which I think we were both, we weren't sure how much it was going to open. And I think even uh, like the last boots on the ground, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it didn't open a ton it was very like contained if anything it was closing a lot yeah and which was fine i mean you need things to close a chapter right and but it was very contained and this is very much despite being of a similar genre it's opening a lot more which i'm not gonna complain about at all yeah i just think it's interesting that's opening now the underground crime when the mcu and other directions are moving very off this planet I think yeah. it's really interesting. I think there's going to be two parallel MCUs going forward. You're going to have, like, everybody on the ground doing the, like, hey, we're protecting the regular citizens from, like, their day-to-day crime and, like, people being just, like, super shady. And then you're going to have, like, the Avengers. Like, I like how they've- they're they calling them Avengers-level threats now. You're going to have, like, the non-Avengers-level threats. We're going to be, like, your Kate Bishops, your young- not that she's a threat, but, like, people fighting them would be, like, Kate Bishop, young Avengers. Those guys are going to handle, like, the- small scale stuff and then you are gonna have like the actual avengers fighting like you know if a celestial wants to come make another you know appearance i don't think our avengers will be fighting them i think the eternals will be (laughs) yeah it's it was a little much i mean captain marvel could probably hold her own but but yeah there's gonna be like avengers level threats and then like street level threats which i think the comics do a lot of anyway so it'll be interesting yeah for sure Awesome. Well, that is a wrap for Hawkeye episodes one and two. As usual, please, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and subscribe on your platform of choice. 
if you're a fan and you really like what you're listening to and what you're hearing, tell all your other Marvel fan friends because they might like it too. And also, for all of the extra content that we have, go ahead and give the blog a follow for some extra little details and nuances that we may have missed during the episode that we want to fill you in afterwards. Yeah, and also go on Twitter, follow Let's Talk MFT. That's our Twitter, obviously. That's why I said it. <laughs> uh, just to clarify, if anyone wasn't, I'm not just directing you to a random Twitter. We like to interact with everyone. We like to tweet a lot of things, a lot of theories when we get to them. Sometimes, uh, sometimes people beat us to them, so we like to retweet them when we see them. But go interact with us on there. And now with the content of Hawkeye coming out and with less than a month, we have no way home. Um, make sure you guys are keeping up with all this content since Marvel just blew your mind. I especially have to say this about Spider-Man. So let's talk about it.